Victory 91.5. It's not a shocker that all of the songs this morning are pointing us in one direction. Good morning. It's Rise and Stein at Victory 91.5. It is Yom Kippur starting tonight at sundown. Ray Haynes, our general manager, is in teaching on Yom Kippur. Go to victory.radio, click on blog, and follow along. It's the home game of... Mm of what Ray is talking about. We're in the fourth segment, Things You Need to Understand. And we've been teaching on this since, I think, 2015, so you can actually go back through all the years. There's different things for every year that we focus in on, and this year really trying to help you in your walk with Jesus to see and encounter Jesus. And this one is just simply titled, Things You Need to Understand, because I think if if you're really going to walk with Jesus and understand the big picture, you have to wrap your mind around a few hard things. And number one, the earthly sanctuary, all the things the Jews did, was just a shadow. And listen to this explained in Hebrews 8. They serve at a sanctuary that is a copy and a shadow of what is in heaven. So when you look into heaven... There's a sanctuary. Mm. Same thing that you saw on earth. The same tent, that kind of concept, the same temple. God built that, not just saying, Moses, go build this. This is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle. See to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. The tabernacle and the temple were a replica of the throne room in heaven that wow. God designed at the time of creation. Mm-hmm. So do you understand that when we when he says you enter your, your, our gates with thanksgiving and our courts with praise, and now he tells you the sanctuary, so he's teaching you how to approach him. He says, you're seated with me in heavenly places, but you have access. So he's trying to get you to come, to come closer and to come closer. So he's, he's using the sanctuary to show you how to do that. Each article symbolize something God has done to save us from our sins. Therefore, everything is a reflection of Jesus. And that's why we can still encounter Jesus when we celebrate the Day of Atonement. When you read a revelation, you're usually looking into the heavenly sanctuary. Everything you see relates to the sanctuary that, you know, the tabernacle down here. Each object is a piece of furniture or something, and it speaks of Christ. The brazen altar, his sacrificial death for us. The laver, it's water, his cleansing us. The golden candlestick, his enlightening us, when you read the word, you know. The table of showbread, his sustaining us. The altar of incense, his interceding for us. Mm. The veil is literally his body, which was broken for us. Mm -hmm. It was the only door representing Jesus who said, I'm the door. He was using a language that we translated a door, but in Hebrew, they would have heard, I'm I'm the veil. I'm the veil. Mm. The Ark of the Covenant is his word in the flesh. Humanity and deity in the midst of us. So whatever you see here... It started a creation when he created the heavens and the earth way back here. So Moses started receiving the instructions for the tabernacle in the third month of the first year, finished it first day of the first month of the second year. That equals nine months. Hmm. Why is that? So Because you had nine months in the womb for Jesus Mm -hmm. to birth or build his fleshly tabernacle. Hmm. It's all something God did. The main one in charge of building most of the tabernacle was Bezalel from the tribe of Judah, which says, of course, the Messiah is going to be birthed through the line of Judah. Right. God would speak to the children of Israel through this tabernacle, representing the Messiah being the word. 
Which is why in John 12, Jesus said he didn't speak his own words. He spoke the words of his father, commanded him to speak. That was crucial for them to understand. He's still talking about the tabernacle. The Son is the true tabernacle of the Father. Revelation 21, 3, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. Mm. Revelation is written using a chiastic literary structure, so every section has a mirror image chiasm. It begins with a scene in the heavenly sanctuary. And if you've ever read Revelation and went, What? and just walked away, it's because you were reading it wrong. That's all. It's mm. it's actually a real basic book. It's really logical, but you got to know what you're doing. So there's it's actually two books. There's a first part that's Satan's attack. The second, from about chapter thirteen on or fourteen on, is God's victory. And there are mirrors of each other. You could lay them flat, and it's here in the notes. And you can look. You just lay them across from each other. So chapter one. It, and through three is basically chapters 21 and 22. It's the mirror of it. The same thing all the way, whole way down. So chapters 1 through 13, the church on earth is struggling against the attacks of the enemy. God sends his word to the churches. Then the courtroom in heaven, they're assessing candidates for eternal life. They start sealing people and protecting. God steps back and chaos reigns and Satan's war, the dragons and the beasts. So now you plot that up against this other side. I'm going to read it in that same order. So church on earth is struggling against the attacks. It's the church in the kingdom glorified all things new. So the courtroom in heaven, this is his return, the judgment and millennium because it's a courtroom. Uh, God stepping back and chaos reigning when the devil's just going crazy. That's God's plagues, battles, and judgment. So you have just the opposite. Satan raging, God raging. Then when Satan's war, the dragons, the beasts, and all that are happening, the gospel is going forth in power through soldiers and angels on God's side. So it's two books separated put together just like that. And that's how you read Revelation in that chiastic structure. There is at the very end of all these notes, there is a, a PDF in there. And it actually will take you almost verse by verse all the way through Revelation to show you the counterverse. And it's same verbiage. It's amazing. Mm. It just wow. blow your mind. Mm. Well, just thinking about where we stood uh, twice now on top of Megiddo. That's life-changing. Overlooking mm -hmm. Armageddon. Yeah. Overlooking where where those two mirror images are eventually going to meet. Colliding. Worlds, co worlds colliding. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing with Yom Kippur, Days of Awe with Ray Haynes on Stein at Victory 91.5. Go to victory.radio and click on blog and follow along.